Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak, and today we're talking about butt stuff. No, not that kind of butt stuff. We're talking about colonoscopies and colon cancer because colon cancer is actually on the rise for people under 50. The National Cancer Institute says new cases of colorectal cancer in people under the age of 50 have been rising at an alarming rate over the past several decades, but younger adults aren't routinely screened for colorectal cancer because the disease is still relatively rare in younger adults. However, I know someone, an ex-boyfriend, had colon cancer young, like under 30 And overall, the lifetime risk of developing colorectal cancer is about 1 in 23 for men and 1 in 26 for women. And that is from the American Cancer Society. But according to Dr. Peter Atiyah, it is highly preventable. This is something that you should not have to deal with. And if you do your prevention, you won't have to deal with it. So this episode is about my recent experience getting a colonoscopy. I am reporting from my personal experience. So I turned 40 this year and I, you know, wanted to make sure I'm doing all the checkups and tests and whatever that you need to do at each milestone. And normally they say to start colonoscopies at 45, but that's a little bit late. I mean, as you just heard, colon cancer is rising in young adults, so it might already be too late for you by 45. And I wanted to make sure that wasn't going to be the case for me. And I had a cousin who thought she had hemorrhoids and then she found out she had colon cancer and she passed away in her early 40s. So I also had that little bit of like family risk. Usually they test early if you have an immediate family member who had colon cancer, but I was like, okay, I've had hemorrhoids (laughs) for a while, what I think are hemorrhoids, and I have this family history, and I just wanna make sure. So, you know, I definitely had to be proactive to get them to approve it, but I think it was totally worth it. And for the most part during my 20s and even early 30s, I did not have insurance consistently, maybe like a year and then I'd take a bunch of years off. But I've had insurance through Covered California for like the past three or four years and I've tried to be a lot better about my doctor stuff. So I have insurance through HealthNet in California. It's like a cheap PPO 
And I had to get a referral from my primary doctor to go to the specialist to get the colonoscopy. So I went in and met with him. I told him the thing about my hemorrhoids and about my cousin. And he was like, okay, and scheduled the colonoscopy. I had to wait. You know, if I would have thought there was a more urgent reason, I would have pushed for it to be sooner. But I had to wait a few weeks, at least maybe almost a month to get in for the colonoscopy. But I was mostly doing it like as a safety measure, not as like an urgent matter. So I would have dealt with it differently. But anyway, my doctor gave me this like prep sheet preparing for the colonoscopy and then what it was going to be like. There's some anesthesia involved. So you have to stop taking certain medications. And for me, I take a thyroid medication and then I take low-dose naltrexone just because my doctor is kind of bullish on that drug for autoimmune stuff. So anyway, I had to not take my low-dose naltrexone for like a week before. And honestly, the gastroenterologist did not say that. He wasn't very familiar with the drug. And so I did my own research and Googled it. And then I asked my thyroid doctor and she said I should not take it for a week before because of the anesthesia. So I wound up doing that. I made sure to get the prep stuff like a week early and I gave myself plenty of time because it was like going to be right after Thanksgiving. (laughs) So I I want to make sure the pharmacy wasn't going to be closed or something. Oh, and also, you know, I smoke weed sometimes and you don't want to smoke weed a couple days before you do anesthesia either. And again, do all your own research on this. Ask your own healthcare professionals. This is not medical advice. I am just telling you about my experience with my colonoscopy and reminding you to get yours if you need to. So On the instruction sheet, it said to follow a clear liquid diet the day before the procedure. And this is what it says. No red, blue, or purple liquids because it shows up weird on the test, I guess. And so what I could eat was strained fruit juices without pulp, clear fruit-flavored drinks, carbonated and non-carbonated beverages, coffee or tea without milk or non-dairy creamer, Gatorade, Powerade, vitamin water, water, clear broth without noodles or fat, powdered fruit beverages, gelatin, jello without fruits or toppings, ice popsicles. So I kept it easy and just mostly fasted that day because all that stuff sounds kind of gross. And then I just had, I had a little bit of broth for dinner and green jello and green Jolly Ranchers because I could have like sucky candy. And then I had to do the prep, which is notoriously disgusting. My prescription was for Suprep. So that's what I did. And it came with two bottles. And so I was supposed to start drinking the first one at 6 p.m. And then the second one at 10 p.m. And then my appointment was for Monday at 10.15. So the next day at 10.15. So I started a little bit early because I am usually kind of slow. My system's kind of slow. But anyway, I wrote a little diary entry about this. So I'm going to read it. So this is the Sunday before. 
I didn't get much done today except cleansing my colon, but that was the most urgent, important task today. The soup rep was fucking disgusting. I've been pooping water for hours. I started around 5.15 p.m. for my first round and finished at 6 p.m., which was when I was supposed to start. I started pooping just like 20 minutes later. I'm usually slow with my bowels, but this happened way faster than I thought. (laughs) So that was my journal about the colonoscopy prep. The prep really did clean me the fuck out though. And my advice is to plug your nose the entire time. Keep your nose plugged. I actually put a paper clip over my nose to give my hand a break. (laughs) That was one of my hacks. And I alternated. I would like do the drink and then take a swig of Coke Zero and go back and forth. And I also tried to keep in a Jolly Rancher as I was doing it so I wouldn't get a whiff of the taste. And then my journal for Monday was... I was very nervous about my colonoscopy, but it turned out fine. There was a lady there who drank a tiny bit of coffee and some water in the morning, and they sent her home. She was pissed and tried to blame it on them. I would hate to repeat the prep, too, but her complaining was so annoying. Anyway, no polyps, just a hemorrhoid. The sedation knocked me the fuck out, though. Wade had to wait 30 minutes, and I think I put my tampon in in front of the nurse. LOL. (laughs) Um, Yes, so... I really did get fucked up by the anesthesia. It was like ketamine and something else. I'd been asking a lot of questions about like how long I would be out afterwards. And they were like, just 15 minutes, you know, you'll come to you right away. And then the woman said I'd been out like 30 minutes, the nurse. And I was like, oh, that's way longer than it was supposed to be. And she was like, yeah. But anyway, I had my period and I wasn't even going to tell the nurse, but I was like, just so you know, I I have my period. And so I have a tampon in and she was like, oh, I need you to take that out. And so she had me take it out before I went in for the colonoscopy. And then I remembered like (laughs) right away when I woke up, I was like, oh shit, I need to get a tampon in. And I just was still kind of delirious. So they were like still kind of shutting the curtain and whatever. And I was like already doing it. And then I was mortified afterwards and was like giggling about it for the next two days. Like what an idiot. But anyway, that happened. Oh, and the thing about the woman who got turned away, which would totally suck after you did the prep, but she had some coffee and liquids or whatever in the morning And you can't do that. They tell you that you're not supposed to have anything after midnight before a colonoscopy or really any time you're getting general anesthetic because you run the risk of aspiration. So they don't let you eat anything after midnight usually. You know, follow whatever instructions your doctor gives you. But it's because when the anesthetic is used, your body's reflexes are temporarily stopped and then you run the risk of vomiting or bringing up food into your throat and it is a danger. So that is why she got turned away and they couldn't take the risk. But I did feel bad for her. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, privates. Boo, boo, privates with penises. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Our sponsor, Fleshlight, can help you reach new heights with your self-pleasure. And that is because Fleshlight is the number one selling male sex toy in the world. And they don't just leave you hanging over there. At Fleshlight, you can explore sex toys with expert guides and advice, especially if you're a beginner or you're looking to level up. If you have been listening to the show for a while, you know how I feel about self-pleasure, and it is very, very good. And I definitely endorse using sex toys. I have a lot of fun with sex toys myself. So with the Fleshlight Girls series, you can embrace your wildest porn star fantasies with a different porn actress every night. What? With the variety of models, sensations, and intensities, you can live out limitless fantasies. And you can automate your fantasies with a universal launch that fits most Fleshlight products. With its innovative touch control system, just set the controls, sit back, and enjoy. And you have pleasure right in your hands. Your pleasure is in your complete control. And as the ultimate male pleasure device on the market, it's as versatile as you are anatomical, stamina building, vibrating, or made for couples, you name it. You define your luxury moment. And I just want to say, if you have any shame around sex toys, please don't. It is so much better than being weird with girls because you feel kind of desperate or whatever. Fleshlight just allows you to chill out, wait for the right girl when she comes, and in the meantime, you know you are going to be getting yours and having a good time. So you don't even have to sweat it. And right now, Fleshlight is offering Private Parts Unknown listeners 10% off your order with our code PRIVATE10. So you just go to ppupod.com. That's the website, ppupod.com. You click Fleshlight and you use the promo code PRIVATE10 to get 10% off your delicious new device. Again, that is ppupod.com and enter code PRIVATE10 and it really helps support the show. It helps support yourself and your own sex drive. So go ahead and use the link in the episode description. We can all be horny together. We can keep this podcast going. So get yourself a flashlight and get yourself off. I would say my tips for prep would be to do the jello and the Jolly Ranchers, because it is really hard to not eat anything. I would clear your schedule. You know, this would be hard to do if you had urgent work to get back to, especially if you needed to be there physically. I know the next day I was like, needed to take a long nap. And I took a long nap with my dog in the afternoon, which was really nice. If you can, make sure that you can take the day off and preferably do the prep day on a weekend or take the day off for that too. Because the prep day is kind of intense, especially since you can't eat like normal and just all the pooping is, is kind of crazy. (laughs) The doctor said my colon was in excellent condition, which is really nice. No polyps. I do have internal hemorrhoids though. 
And so I have to go to a separate doctor to get those removed, but it's not that urgent. I mostly just wanted to make sure it wasn't something super, super serious. And yeah, that was my experience. I read a lot about it on Reddit. I talked to my brother-in-law who's gotten it done. I talked to my fiance and yeah, just like tried to get as much information as possible. So I wanted to put out my own little dispatch about getting my colonoscopy. And really this is not advice, but a PSA that you need to look into your risk and make sure that you are doing the necessary prevention. And that goes for your colon and for the rest of your body. And I am giving myself the exact same advice. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Private Parts Unknown. Stay tuned right here. I have got another sexy episode, way sexier than colon stuff, (laughs) way sexier than this butt stuff coming your way next week. For the latest episodes, look down and make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player now. To stay in touch between episodes, follow me at Courtney Kosak. That is K-O-C-A-K on Instagram and Twitter. And follow the show at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and at Private Parts Un on Twitter. And I am always and forever shamelessly trying to hit the top 1% on OnlyFans. So if you are interested in a Playboy-style peek behind the podcast, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans account. It's OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. It is a super horny way to help support the show. So again, if you are interested, join me on OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. And of course, subscribe to our newsletter. It is privatepartsunknown.substack.com. There is a link for that in the episode description. And subscribe to the Private Parts Unknown YouTube channel for the video version of a bunch of episodes. It is youtube.com slash privatepartsunknown. Again, youtube.com slash privatepartsunknown. And check out my other podcasts for more of my audio creations. There is The Bleeders about book writing and publishing and Podcast Bestie, which is a best friend to podcasters trying to grow and monetize their shows. And shout out to Amy Rausch for the bomb-ass theme music. For more info about Amy and her music, check out amyrausch.com. That's Amy, R-A-A-S-C-H.com. This episode was mixed by my beloved audio guy, Michael Castaneda of Plastic Audio. And after enjoying this content, could we ask you for a quick favor? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review. We are currently trying to hit some rating and review goals on Apple Podcasts. We are trying to get to 280 ratings and we are currently at 278. Plus, we would love a new review. And over on Spotify, we are trying to get to 135 ratings and we're currently at 132. So if you are listening on Spotify, if you could help us out, you just go to the upper left-hand corner of our page, click the star button and then click all five stars. And you can rate and review the podcast no matter where you're listening by going to ratethispodcast.com slash private. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash private and leaving a five-star rating and review. And there is another way, one last way you can help support the show 
We are now on the Fountain app. So if you are listening on Fountain or another V4V platform and you get value from this show, you can support us by sending a boostogram. May I suggest the boob boost? Yes, the boob boost. So that would be 8008. And you can even send us a comment along with your boost. And I have to say, those are my favorite messages to get because they come with money. Thank you so much for sticking with me until the end. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring. Love you, privates.